Hello, and welcome to episode number 19 of Future Tech Chat. This episode will focus on activity tracking. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch off the title card here because we have some dancing going on. Uh, <laughs> now, the, now it's over. Um, our, our episode this week is focusing on activity tracking. And this is something that, know it or not, we are all involved in, and we should all be interested in because uh, we'll talk. We'll talk a bit specifically about sleep apps because we've all done a test this week to see if a sleep app is helpful to us. Um, the different kinds of activity that can be monitored, but on its basic level, you can even consider something like having GPS on your phone as being tracked as something that tracks your activity. Um, and everyone's phone has GPS in it. So uh, well, all worthwhile phones do. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be worried about something tracking your location necessarily, but just be aware that things are and could be nefarious. Uh, so why don't we start with something? Uh, with, I just want to mention uh, we talked just before the show started about uh, location tracking and. Uh, I wanted to, I guess this ends up highlighting one of the main differences between, or not main differences, but a big difference between iOS and Android. Uh, it turns out my phone, my iPhone, has a breakdown of, under, there's a settings uh, screen under privacy that has everything that my phone can give to applications, like my location or the use of the camera or showing the photo albums. Uh, the microphone, the camera, they're all stored under one main location. So I can see under location services that I have 26 different apps that have requested my location uh, at some point. And I can see which ones are using it right now. I can see which ones uh, I've used in the last 24 hours. And uh, looking on Android, you guys don't have that screen. Nope. You have to go into, go into each app individually, I think, and see if it can request your location. Uh, in settings, but yeah, there's no there's no easy way to see it and be able to turn it on and off with any kind of granularity. Does this that is such a new way? What's that? Sorry? Are are either of you upset by this revelation that there is a better way? Um, I don't know. Like we have recent location requests, which seems reasonable. It's yeah. just what defines recent. Yeah, like when when you download an app, it summarizes what permissions it's asking for, and a lot will say location reporting. Yeah. Um, I've never, to be honest, I've never really paid attention to those because I don't just download apps willy nilly. I, I usually download reputable apps that have reviews and from legit sources, so I don't I don't tend to have to, you know, criticize or observe closely what permissions they're asking for. Right. I don't. I don't know how I'd use a location reporting summary. I guess. Uh, have you ever looked through Google's location reporting summary? On the, it's there's a website that will keep track of where your location is, and it's actually really cool. They have like a little animation with that follows you throughout the day, and it tells you how far away you were from. I guess it's not home, but it's from wherever you started, wherever you were at twelve oh one that day. Oh man, it's pretty cool. That would be like. Useful in court cases, I feel like. If you were, if you were trying to come up with an alibi, yes. If you were, <laughs> if you were having yeah. a location 
requested by the government, and Google was like, yeah, of course, we have all of this. Slightly yeah. less so. Yeah, I know, like, um, when I was recovering from hip surgery, Google Now would come up and give you your activity summary for the previous month, and it's like, you did zero hours of walking. And it's, <laughs> like, it's like, thanks. Yep, sounds about right. Didn't know that. <laughs> awesome. The thing that I always like is that our, our phone's sensors aren't necessarily consistent. Uh, all, like 24-7, it's not keeping track of your location. So what you end up with is kind of a snapshot. But, for example, that location reporting on Google uh, ends up having some gaps in it. So it says, like, it'll show you, it, because it knows where your home and your work addresses are if you, if you put them in. It shows you as being at work for, I think it's, it's normally around 18 hours for me a week. <laughs> and then uh, at home it'll be something like 75 hours, and then other will just be like the remaining hours. <laughs> 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 just because, during, yeah, when I'm at work, it's not always knowing that I'm at work. Either right. I'm, the, the GPS is slightly off or it just hasn't checked recently, so there's just no data for it. But uh, it's very interesting, nevertheless, and, and some, at some point, the sensors will be good enough and, and low battery enough that they'll be able to be on 24-7 and yeah. actually yeah. keep track. I find that their, their parking location reporting is hit and miss, too. Like, there'll be times where I'll, I'll get off the bus or the train and it will say, do you want to remember where you parked? And it's like, no, I, I just got off the bus, but thanks. Um, but then there's times where I'll actually drive somewhere, like to the mall, and then we walk out and we're trying to look for our car, and I say, oh, you know, Google should remember where we parked, and there's nothing there. Because they, I guess, for some reason, chose not to check in that. Because they, they sense how fast you're going, so when you go from driving speed to stopped or walking speed, then it assumes that you've parked. But it sometimes it doesn't do that, I guess. But Right. Um, yeah, it's not perfect, but they're no. they're trying to help wherever they can. Yeah. So I, I think it would be good if you had, like, a check-in or, like, a remember where I parked button as you leave your car to manually do it if you know, choose to decide to do that. Well, I did that once. I think it was last summer in Montreal. Uh, we parked, and we parked right near the hotel we were eventually going to stay at. And so in trying to keep with both of those things, like trying to keep both of those things in memory because we hadn't been there before and it was a different city... Uh, I dropped a pin on the Maps app just so that I could come back eight hours from then and see, oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. exactly where it is. <laughs> but it's not always completely accurate because, again, GPS isn't perfect, and sometimes it'll give you this giant, like, half yeah. a city range of where you are. Yeah. Well, if you have Wi-Fi turned on, it's usually fairly accurate within at least 20-meter radius or 50-meter radius kind of thing. Uh, so why don't we move now to applications of knowing your location. So, Nick, you mentioned that you, well, you do a fair bit of cycling, and you like to... When my as, bike's not broken, yes. <laughs> as a good scientist, you like to have data about your cycling habits. Always. Uh, so why don't you talk a bit about the, the apps you use and, and why you like having this... Look at your location tracked when you're biking. Oh, uh, I use an app called Strava, which can be used for both running and cycling. Um, 
why I use them? That's a great question. It's like, well, I could be recording data. Why wouldn't I want data? <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I find it interesting to, like, keep track of how much you're cycling a week, like average speeds and stuff like that, how long it's taking me to get from place to place. Um, yeah, data. It's great. Love data. Um, oh, the other thing the other thing that I do like is it uh, keeps track of, like, how you can register what bike you're using. So you can keep track of, like, how far you've gone, so, like, for maintenance stuff and things like that. Cool. Like an, od an odometer where your bike doesn't actually have an odometer. <laughs> so I recently learned that if I'm leaving my bike outside during the winter, the belt will last about 2,500 kilometers, which sounds like a nice round figure now that I think of it. Was it exactly that, or was it around that? I, like... Within the last couple months, I broke 2,500 kilometers on my, on my uh, bike. Nice. And then the thing promptly snapped. <laughs> At 2501. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's pretty much something like that, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was told that when I took my bike in last week, uh, just for a few adjust adjustments and to fix it part of my tire, that... At some point this summer, or maybe at the end of summer, uh, my chain is just going to snap. <laughs> so now you're just riding in fear. Are you <laughs> going to replace your chain? Your you have a you're, you have an aneurysm. It could go off at any time. Something <laughs> <laughs> I should be doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, at some point, I'll have to get that fixed. If you um, want it to be a functional machine, yes. Exactly, and I don't really want to get stranded anywhere either. And I don't have to chain. I don't want to like carry a spare chain so that when it breaks, I'll just have something to swap it with. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing because like not long ago, I biked to and from uh, Thamesford. It was like the actual riding was like three, four hours. I was out for closer to five or something. But like, so glad it didn't break then. Because yeah. if it had broken, like, you know, 20 kilometers away from home, or, yeah, it's closer to 30, I think. But if it had broken, like, 30 kilometers away from home, I'm like, this is going to be a long walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I have used uh, when I do run, which isn't as often as it could be, but uh, is the Nike Plus running app. Just it's the thing that's on my phone, and it ties in really well with location services, and it lets me play music through the uh, through the app itself. Uh, it'll also, if I stop running, it'll pause the music, which is I guess it's nice. I haven't really it's used nice. it. I haven't like needed to stop, but if I, it's nice. It's interesting that if I did, that it would it would take care of that for me. Mm -hmm. um, but what are you running from, Rob? <laughs> Uh, I'm running from being unhealthy, I guess. <laughs> but it's 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 cool because it lets you it lets you not only see where you went and like it gives you a visual representation of, of where you went. Um, it tell it keeps track of your speed and it, it takes care of figuring out your average speed and how f um like it it actually visualizes the data like with a color map of when you were going fast and 
like you can you can even see hills or you can see that the time that you like got a stitch and had to stop for a second it's uh it's really neat yeah I should mention while we're talking about the uh running and cycling apps that I downloaded quite a while ago when I first got a smartphone pretty much um I saw an app called my tracks yes and um great one yeah and I, it's owned by Google now not Google now but Google comma now um, <laughs> I guess owned by Google now too. Um, no, but anyway, it's it's very simple. It integrates with Google Maps. That's how it maps out your your path. But it does elevation tracking, not accurate for absolute, but relative elevation changes seems to be pretty oh. good. And and it does the yeah the speed monitoring does your average speed, your instantaneous speed. Um, so you know I've I've used that while going out running. Um, and I can see just right on my phone that I'm slowing down. So, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up. Because, you know, you kind of get into a pace and you, you don't notice you're slowing down until you look and say, oh, I'm going slower. So then you pick it up. And, um, yeah, I like seeing how fast I'm running and how long it's taking me. And it keeps me competitive with myself, I guess. I used uh, my tracks when I was, like, starting to walk again. Mm-hmm. To, like, just keep track of how much I'd been walking, like, how fast I was going, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I found the distance measurement to be hit and miss. It's obviously not going to be like a Garmin level accuracy, but yeah. I think it's I think I found it's plus or minus a couple hundred meters anyway, which is fine enough for me, I guess. Because yeah. it's, it's relying on the Google Maps to pinpoint or kind of snap you to a grid that they have set out. So if you're on like a bike path and it might not be, you know, exactly where you are kind of thing, it might jump back and mm-hmm. forth between a couple points, but Anyway, it does the job anyway. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things that I saw this week that happened with the, well, specifically it was the uh, the Android Google Plus app that I saw it in, but it does elevation tracking when you're cycling now as well. So it tells you, it gives, it gives when it tracks, when it gives you routes to take, uh, when it's giving biking directions, it'll also include the elevation changes just hmm. so that you know. Or it'll tell you that it's relatively flat. Cool. I think it's less than like... 50 meter elevation change, it'll just be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. The, um, oh, this could be an entirely different topic of conversation. Um, But in terms of like location tracking when many people are doing it, lots of applications for that. Like, uh, did I, did you guys check out the uh, Strava Metro link, I think it is? Metro link, is that, is it a, I don't think you put a link. No, no, I didn't link it. I just said, like, Google this yeah. term and you'll find oh. it. Um, feel free to do it now. It's fascinating. Uh, it, like, it records all the data from Strava users. Okay. And then, like, cycling or biking. And then it superimposes it on a map and then gives you a heat map of, like, how often people are using what routes. Hmm. And they offer it as a service to cities and stuff like that to figure out where people are biking or where people are running and where you might need bike lanes, more, uh, like, maintained paths and things like that. Hmm. That's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. You should definitely check it out. I looked at the Calgary map and then, like, saw that I definitely wasn't the only one using that route to get to and from work. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, like, the Nose Creek pathway? Everyone uses that one. Oh, uh, no, it was the along the Bow River Trail. And then... Oh, okay, coming from the south? Uh, no, going west from downtown, and then okay, uh, going up like at Edworthy. Okay, yeah. 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 
Yeah, coming from the north, there's like the Nose Creek pathway on the other side of the bow. And, oh, okay. Uh, everyone uses that one. And I've seen, going, like, riding my bike, I've seen actual city surveyors sitting there clicking their little counter as cyclists come past. Because oh. I guess they survey how often the path's being used, and I think they'll do of that. Of course they do, because it's a wonderful, progressive city. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. I put up the heat map from Strava Metro. That's for That's for Australia, though, I think. Uh, it looks like the Melbourne area. Yeah, that, that was the one that they have on their front page. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I used. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't care that it's not Ottawa. I, <laughs> so that is an really, example of what you can get. Yeah. It would be really, really impressive. You guys were like, oh yeah, I recognize that. It's Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you were shocked that we. Kind of looks like Australia a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks like... I feel like it makes more sense if I'm looking at it upside down, so... <laughs> I just saw a kangaroo in there somewhere, so I just figured... <laughs> so all the, like, red lines, like, or all the places where, like, people have panicked because they've been attacked by something in Australia, because everything yeah, exactly. will kill you. <laughs> Uh, so another, I, well, I guess, was that uh, we all, the the other thing that I, that that made me think of the Strava Metro is the photocracy app, which Mike you you have in here. Mm -hmm. uh, do you actually use it, or have you just heard about it? I I I technically still use it. I still have an account. Um, I can't say I'm actively entering data into it, um, but that's not for lack of want. Um, it's just. Yeah, but no, it's, I've actually found it very useful for um, for working out, uh, tracking your workouts, and and it provides quite a bit of motivation and incentive for for working out. For those who don't who aren't familiar with it or don't know the the idea behind it, you're basically it's a social network. It's a social network. I guess half social network, half uh, fitness tracking device. Um, but you're you're basically putting your workouts in whether it's cycling or running or stairs or they have a ton of different entries in there, um, and they assign points to each type of workout or exercise you do. So if I'm going to the gym and I do say like three sets of ten bench presses and some squats and some curls and whatever, you enter each exercise set and rep individually, and then it adds up. It assigns points to each rep or minute of whatever and it gives you a total score for your workout. And then you have a little progress bar, and you level up, and you get little badges, and they have uh, challenges and different things to do. So it's the idea behind gamification um, as a motivation tool. Um, and it's, it's a social network in the sense that uh, you can follow people, and you can comment on threads, and there's different forums, like a cycling one or CrossFit or that kind of thing. Um, and you know, you're, you have a little news feed where people level up and you can congratulate them or whatever. So I don't know. It's I've I've enjoyed it. It's, it's a pretty good community, um, and I've I would highly recommend to anyone who's looking to add that element to their exercise routine for sure. Yeah. I used it for a bit, and then I found that it was very tedious. And enough of my friends were way way more active than I am that I was. It just made me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I would be try. I would be trying so hard and like trying to do something every day, and they would yeah. just be doing like three times more. Yeah. Well, I, one of the common complaints I guess they have is that the points like they have a lot of dedicated people, like 
um, examining how many points should be assigned to each thing. And they have their own algorithms and stuff based on energy expenditure and stuff, but it seems to favor high-intensity, high-weight rep workouts as opposed to marathon-type workouts where you're, like, just running. Like, cardio, they don't value very high, I guess. No. Um, they have tweaked it throughout time to give more points because it does take effort to run a marathon. Um, but, you know, it was like... Well, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um But anyway, yeah, they've... Uh, it, it depends on what kind of workouts you do, I guess. But you should be doing it for yourself anyway. It shouldn't really be about competing, yeah. but it helps, I guess, to have that. The challenges on the personality. Yeah. What's that, Rob? The challenges are kind of fun. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, oh, do... Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can set up your workout so you're targeting specific challenges and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to quickly, before we move past this, just show... I don't know if you guys have seen the Nike running... But like you were mentioning that Google Maps kind of ha sticks you on a grid, mm -hmm. uh, whereas Nike like this is just using GPS, so it just okay. sort of follows you in a oh, okay a big circle. So okay. so it doesn't have to follow a specific map; it just tracks your GPS location. Yeah. Okay. Is that one of your runs, Rob? That was my longest one uh, that I have done since I moved here. Mm. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily great because I went a lot further than I was kind of expecting to on the outset, but worked out well. Yeah. I'm glad. I don't know if it's actually, like it says there that it was 855 calories. That seems like a lot. Yeah. I have I've don't trust calorie adding, things like that. But A lot of calorie calculations seem like, I don't know, it seems like it's usually like 800 calories for an hour mm -hmm. of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Just from... <laughs> Calculations on different services. Yeah, I tend to agree more with this because it actually knows how fast you're going the whole time, and it knows the distance. It knows that, yeah. Like energy expenditure and effort. Yeah, but it yeah. obviously depends. It, like it asks you to enter your weight and your height, so it it's pretty specific. But yeah, I still yeah. don't necessarily trust it as being scientific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The problem with like, cause Strava does the same thing, and like you know, theoretically, all the all the information is there. Like, you can enter your weight, the weight of the bike. Um, it knows your elevation. It knows your speed. But the only problem is, like, wind resistance. Because mm -hmm. if I'm, like, I think in the past I've had, like, like heading into a 30-kilometer-per-hour headwind, mm -hmm. and it's just, like, my bike is a more upright geometry, so I'm just, like, <laughs> huffing and puffing and, like, going 14 kilometers an hour. Yeah. But then I turn around and I'm going like gangbusters and it's beautiful. Right. But yeah, there's yeah. it's just like, oh wow, you burned yeah. so many calories. You were going so fast. I was like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> well see, if if it's doing that though, it should in theory average oh no, I guess it would double it. Cause you yeah. Because you're working extra hard going that way and then you're going extra fast. Yeah. Well the, the thing way? with like wind as far as I know from, like, a math perspective, is that will always... Uh, I can't figure out how it well, will affect calories, but it always, like, if there's a wind, it always helps you for less time than it hinders you. If yeah, you're doing a circuit or something like that. Well, see, if you're going half as fast against the wind, but then twice as fast on the way back, then it should average out. 
It, I don't think so because you're spending less time in like going with the wind. Yeah. It'll take you less time to do it. Maybe. Yeah. I'd have to work out the math. <laughs> math, right? How does it work? <laughs> Speaking of math, uh, why don't we switch to the topic everyone's been waiting for? Uh, sleep apps. <laughs> we didn't even have a drum. I know, an exciting topic. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, everyone, everyone likes sleep. So this week we... Uh, actually, like I, I had to do this for myself because otherwise I just wouldn't bother. Uh, we all installed different sleep apps on our phones, and if anyone's never tried this before, it's it basically uses the accelerometer that the sort of thing that tracks the phone specifically moving uh, to determine like you set it on your pillow or next to your bed um, as, as close to you as possible, and when you move, it detects that and basically guesses whether you're asleep, whether you're sort of lightly asleep, or like if you're not moving at all, either you've gotten up to go to the bathroom or you're, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you're in a deep, deep sleep and not dreaming and just... Uh, so like the, the sleep app that I'm using is called Sleep Time. And I don't... I have a couple of caveats because I'm using a beta operating system and so... That I, I, used you it, are. I used it on uh, Android and on iOS, and the Android app, which is also on beta software, is just I would wake up every morning and the phone would just turned off. <laughs> like it wouldn't even. I I don't know. It didn't survive the night <laughs> to collect any data. <laughs> so I tried it for four days in a row and it never made it. Uh, to the Did phone. It did it get any data? It kept it getting data until it shot off, though, right? Or no. did it just no? It just not apparently. Apparently not. <laughs> oh okay. Uh, there's it. It shows something here. It's like oh yeah, you. Oh, what is it? It doesn't have the. It doesn't have the visualization of the time like the iPhone one does. But basically, um, what what I got out of it. it like in terms of useful data, is seeing how long I slept first of all because you're you have to set it when you're going to bed, and basically it, it also acts as an alarm to wake you up, and so this one specifically will will start paying attention to your sleep patterns a half an hour before you've set the alarm, and it'll try to wake you up when you're already kind of awake because they've done research and shown that that's something that's very important. Like, if you're waking up at the same time every day and you get out of bed when you feel awake, not not thinking about the time, uh, you're a lot more likely to wake up feeling refreshed and not have as much trouble getting out of bed. Um, and to be fair, when I was using this app not on a beta, it worked really well, and I actually used it as my alarm for a couple months. And it did. I, I if When I just put my trust in it and I set it down and then... Maybe and didn't use a beta version. Yeah, ten or fifteen minutes before my alarm went off, if I was awake, it would just it would start playing music. It plays it softly and then gets louder and louder, and it would gently wake me up when I was already sort of fit to be awake. And it worked really well. Like I, I woke up feeling the first day I ever used it uh, was probably the best. It felt like the best sleep I'd ever had because I just woke up 
I heard it going off, and I was like, wow, I feel so rested. <laughs> and it hadn't been an especially long sleep or really good, but it just felt great. Uh, so we'll go into a bit more specifics, but why don't we, you guys, uh, Mike, why don't you talk about your experiences this past week? Okay. Um, well, I used, I had asked you what app you were using because I wanted to test out a, the same app to see if our results were, to be able to compare results, I guess. And then I used the one app, and then I guess what happened? I set it, and then it didn't record. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, Use two apps because I want to. I a just for science and to see yeah. if they gave the same results, and then b in case one failed, and I at least have one going. So then I so I, I use the sleep time, and then I there's one called Sleep as Android. Um, I just googled best sleep app Android, and that one came up. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll use that one. Um, I I got similar data as you. You know, you get to see when it was heavy sleep or light sleep or awake or whatever. Um, but I think the you have to take the results with a huge grain of salt, especially when it's not just you in the bed, um, and it's not attached to your body. So, like you have to like, take it with a grain of salt when you have someone named Maria in your bed <laughs> and she crashes around constantly. It's not only that, but I'm sleeping and then I wake up and Emma's in bed too. So it's like it's like okay, so there's like three contributors to this data here. Um, so You're your average sleep among the three. Of you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I I don't think I I wouldn't get any use out of the app. Um, okay. And I I had it so it it would wake me up half hour. It had a half hour window before my alarm was set to find a good time to wake me up, just like you had. But I didn't find that it ever went off. And actually, you know what happened is that it woke me up at that half hour prior mark. So I guess I was already deep enough asleep to wake up a half hour early, which I just saw that as I just lost half hour of sleep. <laughs> so I just most of the time I just usually shut off that alarm and just set a different alarm and woke up half hour later because yeah, I didn't feel like waking up at that time. But yeah, there's know. a subset yeah. of people that it's useful for, but uh, I've I've had the same thing sometimes. But when it does work and it and it picks a time between. Uh, it's worked very well for me. Yeah. I'm going to show what the graphs look like. So this is... Let's see. So those are the graphs that come up. So it starts at bedtime and goes to when I wake up. And <clears throat> that's just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all over the place. That's that's, that's why mine's... Oh, man. That's, that's why mine's... Android? Yeah. That's why it's not useful to me at all because I couldn't get anything from that. So, I don't know what your guys' look like. But. I would say you're probably not getting up, getting anything from sleep in general, thrashing. <laughs> like that. Uh, I'll I'll do one. I have I have one good example where like a lot of them, it it seems better than that. Like it's that like the. But see, I don't that's know. the thing is that my my sleep time one, it, the the graphs look a lot cleaner, which is one of the things I noticed. Yeah. That it's kind of weird that they. That was what mine looks like once it... Oh, it's focusing on itself and the reflection. Um, come on. Focus. Uh, okay. Lumps. Yeah. So it, See, it, they are in sort of 90-minute segments. So there's mine there. See, that looks a lot cleaner. But the other ones if, didn't look... The other ones didn't look that... Non it looks like you didn't have that great of sleep that night. No. 
if well, I may. Bet- between the three of us. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got a sleep or a sleep bot graph loaded. Yeah. And oh wow! Look at you. So like that's when I'm sleeping nice and deeply. In that the, right there, you, know, you can tw- see uh, someone joined your bed. <laughs> it's just me that. in bed. No, no, no. Go back a bit. <laughs> yeah, right there. Look, someone else got in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah there's another line that started. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, like, what hour are we at? Yeah, so, like, 2 a.m. But like, see, if you compress that, it's going to look just like Mike's. Yeah, yeah, see, mine was yeah absolutely. But that's it gives you the functionality to be able yeah. to like zoom out of it, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. That's so, when I got my sorry self out of bed. The other thing I should mention is that the sleep is Android. It allows you to actually do sound recording through the night. So if you snore, or sleep talk, then you can kind of see if you're doing it and when you're doing it. And it's I only ever heard heavy breathing in mine. Slash when my pillow moved over the mic and created yeah. noise. Um, oh, sorry, no, compressed in, graph. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, there you go. Yeah, same thing. But, like, there's a general pattern to it. Like, in the beginning of the evening, you're, you know, you're comparatively aroused. And then towards the middle, <laughs> it's the technical definition of <laughs> children. Uh, and then, like, through the middle of the night, you have, like, regular peaks when you're, like, going down in in a sleep cycle. So you're getting, like, your deep sleep and really coming back out of it. And then... He laughed. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, towards the end of the evening, you start becoming more active. And it's like, oh, you're ready to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that this this sleep talk made me think of. Um, what did it make you think of, Rob? It sounds <laughs> like you had some pretty interesting ideas. It's not what you're thinking of. <laughs> um, Isn't it? So what... Uh, I'll, I'll put it up here. But uh, what it is is a product from a company that I really like called Withings. Um, so I have the their smart scale right now. Uh, so it'll it'll do your weight, but it'll also take your heart rate, and uh, it'll get the temperature and CO2 levels in your whatever room it's in. Oh, sweet. Um, and it'll all, it'll put that data wirelessly to your... It'll also do... Um, I don't know how it does it, but it does mass... Per, or fat mass percent. Uh, and it's... It's, yeah. it's it sends like a current... Sorry? A low voltage current through your feet. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how... And I it's... The caveat with that is I know from reading that that specific uh, measurement is tuned only to, like, white males. Yeah, they, they have a... So congratulations, Rob. <laughs> they, well, thank you, first of all. Uh, they, they try as, in the simplest way possible to account for that. Uh, in your settings... Uh, you can set it up. You have uh, like you, they put you allow you to put your name, date of birth, height, weight, all that stuff. Uh, pick your gender, so it, it does specify like it, it is different based on gender. Uh, and they have toggles for whether you're an athlete or not, 
and whether you're Japanese or not. <laughs> Why they chose that one specific toggle, <laughs> I'm not sure, but they do take account. Like, for instance, I have a naturally higher uh, muscle content. Like, I'm very dense uh, to the point that I actually, like, I don't float. Oh, yes. Water. You don't need to tell us that, Rob. <laughs> No, but I don't. I I do not float. I my like natural. Me too. I do, I can't float either. Like, it's like you're related or something. <laughs> my hairline, but uh, yeah. So I toggled athlete on because obviously it's going to be slightly different. Um, Plus, you're so athletic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but on a more specific note to this, uh, although the, the, that has a lot of sensors in it too. Uh, and it does track, technically it tracks some activity. Uh, but the, the thing about this this app, or this, I guess not an app, this product, the Withings Aura, uh, it hasn't been released yet, but they're talking, they're, they're saying summer or maybe fall 2014. Uh, so it, you can buy two separate, get two separate pads that go under your, I, get, I forget, like I think it's under the mattress pad or under your uh, sheet, or you can even do it between the mattress and the box spring. Um, so even if you have two people in the bed, it will track both of them differently. Hmm. And so rather than having your phone next to you, this sort of tracks your entire body's motion. And what the, the this clock system does with the light is it uh, it keeps track of it uses the the smartphone to keep track of the light. And what it'll actually do is when it's time to wake up, the, the, sort of the same way the, the apps we've been talking about do, it will show you blue light, which is oh. a good light to, to start melanin production and to wake you up. And it actually also comes with, as you're going to sleep, you turn it on, and it'll show you, it'll bathe you in red light, which has the opposite effect. Um, it freaks you up before bed. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a soft red light. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like a strobe light or something. But uh, so they they have this video, and I'll just play it because why not? Uh, so basically, it tracks it. It and it. So if you have two set up, it waits until both people are in light sleep mode before it turns on the blue light. Uh, and then obviously, you just you they wake up. Look how happy they are. Partner's hand. Wow. Oh, that was magical. They go through their whole day, and I'm not going to... But then, so then it shows you the red as they go to sleep. And, and they're holding hands as they fall asleep. Exactly. And that is amazing. Precious. As they both As they both go into light sleep, the light will turn off again. So I I think that's really cool. Um, you guys don't have to think it's cool, but... <laughs> you're, you're cool. Seems you like a neat cool. idea. Yeah. I, I can see how it could be helpful. So it hasn't come out yet. I would like to hold hands with my partner when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they actually have two different colors of of blue and two different types of, like, they have yellow and red light. Mm. Uh, but it's really cool, and it, I think it does sound as well. It'll make, like, either white noise or, like, chirping or whatever nature sounds that are relaxing. They might have a lion's roar to wake you up in the morning. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that would sell very well, but <laughs> it's great. But yeah, so I... that, when that comes out, I'm probably gonna get it, unless uh, unless there's some sort of drastically better thing. 
But I've always I've always been interested in that ambient light. Uh, yeah, I can think. I was gonna say if I could add one thing to like the sleep trackers. Overall, I was happy with Sleepbot, but uh, the one problem I notice is like it has a button for when I'm going to sleep, but I don't feel like it actu- accurately captured how much I was actually sleeping, because like I could like go to bed and say I'm trying to go to sleep now, mm-hmm. and then half an hour to an hour later I'm still awake. I haven't slept, but it's like you've been sleeping for an hour. It's like, no, thanks though. Yeah. I, I know the one, I see the one or both apps that it, it allows a half hour delay before it starts recording so that you don't have that first little peak in your in your sleep tracking. Yeah, even then though, like I found it What's wasn't really that? as accurate. Sorry. What's wrong with having that, that thing in your sleep tracking? Because you're well, not necessarily asleep. Well, yeah, who cares? See... Say like I put the button and then Maria comes in and goes to bed and it's like, oh, did you like put the dishes away and then we're like awake and it's like you're not even like trying to sleep, you're just awake. But does it ask you like it it doesn't know, does it? Like mine, for instance, here I'll I have autofocus now so I can I know, Ooh. look at that look at that peak. It, look how no, awake you are. Look at the yellow at the start at one. Okay. Like it's I'm awake, but who cares? It's You're going to bed way too late, Rob. Jeez. It's data. It shows you what your bedtime was, and it shows you... You are going to bed late, Rob. Jeez. What How do you mean? manage waking up at 8.40? The rest when of us do are you go to work? Jeez. What does your dog think of that? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just being mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you not joking, Nick? <laughs> uh, that's too funny. <laughs> I love you, Rob. Obviously, you're not watching his actual updates. Jeez. I was. That's the problem. <laughs> well, that, that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing. I've been, sti- I've been making sure to only say things. Like I don't actually tell people things. I just put it in videos, and then so I know who's been listening and who's been watching. That's that's too funny. Uh, no, but that was one of the later ones. Um, I I try to get up between seven and eight usually. This morning I was up by eight thirty. Maybe. Did your Saturday. sleep thing wake you up? It did not. It's upsetting. That was one thing. I really like having the smart alarm on because, like, the first couple mornings, I I just saw what time it was. I was like, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> Snooze. And then, but, like, after a couple days of doing that, I was like, you know what? I should have just woken up when I was ready to wake up. Like, now I'm all groggy and stupid for a few hours. That's the worst thing about, like, the worst invention of alarm clocks in general is the snooze button. Like, you shouldn't ever snooze. It just makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. feels better until you have to wake up, and then it's just yeah. way worse. Yep. Yeah. Uh, was there any last comments on sleep? Oh, I had another problem. Like, when I left smart alarm on, I think this is the problem anyway. But, like... It would make a little noise or something like that when you were when you were moving. But it just like the sleep bot anyway, I don't think it ever actually turned it off during the day. Like the monitoring of the accelerometer, because one, like, it was killing my battery. And two, I'd be like talking to someone with my phone in my pocket and like earbuds in. 
And, like, it would make a little noise every time that foot touched down. <laughs> we have to turn it off. That's funny. No, like, the app always runs, too. Does oh. it make a noise anytime you're, like, when you're asleep? Does it make noises while you move? It's like, oh, we well, know I, I usually silence my phone. It's like, go yeah. back to sleep. <laughs> Don't you're worry, waking God. up. Stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I did I did want to mention yeah. wearables mm-hmm. when it well, I noticed I was just about to say yeah <laughs> yeah wearables oh. <laughs> just that I think wearables are a lot more effective potentially like yeah. having something on your wrist that will yeah. track your sleep for instance yeah yeah just it's more personal to you and although yeah if you have restless arm syndrome or something you can still sleep and just be flailing all over the place but it, it would be yeah. Yeah. I think it's still more accurate than Excel. It's probably more accurate, yeah. yeah. And it's just also, convenient. Like, yeah. if you have, like, a smartwatch, you just decide, yep, I'm going to sleep, and then that's it. The thing that I noticed the most, and I don't know how this would... I, I've never... I haven't tried the... like. The, I guess the Fitbit is the closest thing I can think of that would be good for tracking sleep. Um, your cell phone has to be plugged in because mm-hmm. this apparently uses a tremendous amount of battery power having the yeah. sleep app on. So if you have it on, that, the first night actually that I used the Android, I didn't have it plugged in. I was like, ah, oh, that's fine. It has almost full battery, and then it just like, it was dead, and I was like, oh, that must be the reason. Uh, it just ran out of battery. But then the second night, same thing happened, so I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely not, it's not a perfect system, but I don't know how long the Fitbit would last. If it's tracking motion throughout the night, it, like it can't have a huge battery in it have... Um, I wonder how long the battery... It might not be continuous monitoring. Maybe as, when it senses movement, then it sends, like, a signal I guess to the so. app, maybe. Yeah. Like, how much how much memory could the, a Fitbit have possibly have? It actually, it actually does have a good amount of... I think it lasts at least a whole day of monitoring without having to offload data. Oh, wow. And then you get home and you can offload data. Because I, I know I looked into it because I was looking at getting one, and it was at least one or two days of, of memory that it has. Cool. But, I mean, I guess that's... It's keep it's storing batches of numbers. It's not storing, like, sounds of sleeping, or it's not storing... Visual visualizations, or... Yeah. It's just the raw numbers. Yeah. Like a number of steps, whatever. Right. I always wondered about, like, we've... People, you've had step counters, like, digital step counters... For a long, long time, um, I always wonder how accurate they are, because like you can sit there shaking your phone or like just playing with it, it'll be counting steps, mm-hmm. and you can't really know. Like you don't have a visualization as your phone's in your pocket and you're walking around whether it's keeping even remotely accurate track. You just sort of assume yeah. that it is. Yeah, I I have experimented with with different things like that. And I find that unless it's attached to you on, like, a clip, like a waist, like, belt clip type thing, then it's not going to... Like, your pocket doesn't mimic your steps as well as attached to your body does. Right. And there's, like, a ton of reviews that they compare actual pedometers and even apps that... And they'll count, actually, how many steps they're taking. They'll see which apps are closest. And they have actual results out there if anyone's actually interested. Cool. Yeah. If you have a link, we'll put it in the Kay. notes. I'll if you look for the one I found. Okay. <laughs> GFGI. Uh, yeah. 
Do you guys have anything else to add? I think I'm through the what I wanted to get out of this. You, we should talk well, a bit. Did, did, did we have any user questions specifically about activity tracking? Um, the the user question I got I got uh, a pre question. It's like, oh, I'm probably gonna have questions, but I haven't turned whatever thing on yet. Okay. Um, I guess we could end just talking a little bit about since our phones are the things that have so many sensors um, how do you guys feel about the concept of well specifically in the news recently Facebook um, starting the feature where when you're when you're doing a when you're typing a post on your phone it will turn the microphone on and start listening if it, if it hears a TV show or, or music or whatever it'll try to tag it it hasn't I don't think it's come to Canada yet I haven't seen it but uh, they were talking about it last month, I think, in in the states. Like it, it's almost similar to Shazam. It might even be powered by Shazam. But uh, you, basically, you hit like new post, and it'll it'll say, "Oh, we're listening, and here's what you're listening to, or here's what audio our our servers have looked at." And what do you guys think of that? You, you, neither of you look very happy with the thought of this. I I think that's just a really bad excuse to just collect data for Facebook. I, know, I don't. That's the reason it. I don't have Facebook on my phone. Like I don't think it. I don't think it's nefarious or anything. I think I just don't see any use at all for that or being effective. Personally, yeah. I think advertising revenue, yeah, right? Sure. Well, that's what I mean. Like, no, it's all for Facebook's use, and I think they're just masking it as, oh yeah, it's useful because it can take whatever you're listening to. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't see that being at all. <laughs> I don't see it being helpful for like no. me personally. Like, like if I want to tell people what I'm doing, I'll tell them what I'm yeah. doing. Right? I can't think of any situation for anyone that that would be useful. Yeah. I mean, there are certain people who like to sort of categorize their entire life and having that done automatically when they when they click new post would be kind of nice, but I don't know anybody like that and I think they're probably the vast minority. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I that's a good really note to end sweet on. Mike and Mike. Whoa! Wait. Sorry. The signal just got like completely skewed for me. What are we doing? Oh God! It's frozen. <laughs> it's mean? frozen. What? <laughs> you're, Sorry, you're fine down here. <laughs> <laughs> did you just like wake up from a dream? Or... Did you zone out, or did the computer freeze? It like stopped giving me any information on what you guys are doing. <laughs> you were in the middle of talking, and then you stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Like all of a sudden, like I had no signal for anything, so I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Very long and short. Yeah. The only thing, the only way I think. Uh, the Facebook thing would be useful. Would be like if I had a really sweet mic on my phone, and then it would all of a sudden it starts picking up infrasound, and it's like Nick is in the middle of an earthquake, and I'd be like, "Good to know." <laughs> Thank you for warning me. <laughs> they've, they've actually found that that they track you can track the development of those kinds of disasters faster through Twitter than through any other conventional source. 
Because like, XKCD yeah. predicted it would happen. Yeah. No, like it was an actual thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, he like predicts that there will be a tweet front that yeah. like goes yeah. ahead of the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah. Well, that, that's the reason there's a Twitter account tied to the Canadian Geological Survey. Uh, I think it's called Quakes Canada, and every time there's a little rumble that's detected automatically, it'll algorithm, al- algorithmically post its location and the city that's nearest. It's pretty cool. That is um, pretty cool. There was a couple, when when uh, BC was, like, after shocking all over the place, after that one kind of big one they had, it was just, like, every 15 minutes there'd be a new little, like, 4.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, for those people who haven't yet, and I know who you are because I talk about stuff, uh, I ranted on this channel about data yesterday and put it up. Go listen. But uh, long story short, August 10th is my salvation when I get unlimited internet back at home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can just... I could theoretically just do this 24-7. I could just have a live stream of this room running. I think that's called Big Brother. So yeah. say, ask Julia how she feels about that. Oh, she loves Big Brother. She would go crazy for this. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own diary room, 24 hours. <laughs> but most of the time it's just nothing. Is <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so go check that out because... Interesting. Sure. I agree. All right. Well, uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, as usual, but something science-related. Future side chat. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so I'll talk to you guys then. Sounds good. I hope to talk to you in between, but, you know, officially recorded, yeah, I'll talk to you next (laughs) week. Yes. (laughs) All right. See you guys. See you guys. Bye.